Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. Now, normally I do not do this program by myself, but I unfortunately have no idea where my uh, compadre is today. And I apologize. It looks like we got a bad signal again. Now, I'll just, I, folks, I got to tell you. I checked my signal before I came on the program today. I didn't just take it once. I checked it twice. I'm going to have to talk to these folks over at Restream. Anyway, all that having been said, if you get a bad signal on the program or you get a bad thing while you're tuning in, just go ahead and tune in over at, uh, you can go ahead and you'll find it live or not live. It won't be live. It'll be after the program, but you can rewatch it over at Spotify. That's right. Spotify will have both the audio and the video version, it's 100% completely free. You'll be able to check it out and enjoy the program. All that having been said, how are we doing today? I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I know that I had a good weekend. Uh, it was uh, full of campaign stuff. It was full of doing uh, doing the, uh, uh, how shall we say, doing the honeydews that needed to get done around the neighbor, around the around the the yard and around the house and whatnot because uh got another big rain coming up so that's uh never fun never fun when you got a big rain coming in but we got it all done all is good and uh, we're gonna have a good time so um let's go ahead before we get into today's program and uh let's uh well let's go ahead and let's pay the bills here real quick let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors we're gonna go ahead and start off with hitman industries you'll find them at hitmanindustries.net uh, they have rifle and pistol caliber barrels available for you to purchase if you have never bought from them before. In other words, if you're a first-time buyer and you happen to be a first responder, guess what? You're going to get a nice little discount. So make sure you let them know if you're going to go over there. Uh, if you're going to go over there and look for, once again, rifle or pistol caliber barrels, check them out today. Once again, that's Hitman Industries. Then we've got the California Republican Assembly working to help elect conservatives at all level of government, from school board all the way up to president of the United States. Check them out today, folks. If you want to be a part of California's future today, make sure you join CRA. Then we've got Hog Holsters. That's H-A-W-G Holsters, helping Americans wear guns. If you are looking for a holster, you need a holster, trust me. Conceal carry, tactical, inside the waistband, outside the waistband. They have got what you need, no matter what kind of firearm you got or what kind of setup you might have, your, you know, your light, your optic, whatever it is. Trust me, they can find, they got something that'll work for you. Just go to, just go to hogholsters.com. Make sure you use the discount code, the rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get a discount on your hog holster today. And then, <coughs> excuse me, and then we've got US Combat Gear dot com they have tactical gear they have outdoor gear they have you know cold weather gear warm weather gear wet weather gear uh they've got boots they've got hats they've got eyes they've got well all all things tactical but they got trust me they have it all you gotta do is you go to uscombatgear.com fast shipping uh great selection and phenomenal prices Check them out today. Once again, that's uscombatgear.com. Also, however you are partaking in the program, we appreciate you partaking. But uh, we also want to encourage you, find other ways to partake. Like as you see, the internet uh, gurus, gods, or whoever they are deciding that uh, they're going to make it really, really hard for us to be able to stream. So in that vein, I want to encourage you, please take a moment. Take a moment and uh, follow us more than one way. Spotify is happens to be one of my favorites rumble check us out at rumble rumble is the home of free speech is the place to go for free speech uh you can also find us on youtube you can find us on facebook uh 
or wherever you get your podcast. But I want to encourage you, however you subscribe, subscribe in multiple places. One, it helps us with the algorithm. Let people know, hey, people really like these guys. But also, uh, in the event that you have, we have a problem in one area, you can partake of the program in another. Just in case. Unfortunately, I wish we had the big, huge dollars that some of these other programs do. Uh, we're working on it. You know, the more you support us, uh, the more our support, our 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 sponsors will support us, uh, the more we can uh, hopefully afford to upgrade some technology. It Trust me, it's not the internet access. I can tell you right now, I got great internet access. I'm, I'm it's, it, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm be talking to Restream, just so y'all know. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into today's program. Our first story here. Well, this has to do with the student over at UGA, and I'll go ahead and I'll read this to you. Now, what's interesting about this was uh, this is a student who was murdered, who was killed, uh, but a very significant part of the story was, I don't want to say left out, but the emphasis of it was very, very different. And uh, this, was a, this was a student, a UGA student, who was, well, who was killed, because, was killed by, a, uh, well, by someone who was in the country illegally. It says here, Augusta University student killed while jogging at UGA, honored at vigil as the suspect's immigration status fuels debate. Now, mind you, in the initial story, they didn't say anything about his immigration status, but I digress. It says, while mourners spoke at a vigil honoring a beloved student found dead on University of, University of Georgia campus, her, sus, her suspected killer's immigration status has renewed debate over immigration policies. Lake and Hope Riley, who was a nursing student uh, at a nearby school, had been a UGA student until May 2023, was found dead Thursday after jogging near a lake on, the, on campus. The 22-year-old died from blunt force trauma to the head, according to Athens-Clark County Coroner Sonny Wilson. Uh, arrest affidavits released Monday gave a few more details into what the authorities say happened to Riley. One alleges the assailant caused bodily harm, quote, by seriously disfiguring her body or member thereof by disfiguring her skull. The investigator also, or uh, end quote, by the way, an investigator also alleges the suspected killer concealed Riley's death by dragging the victim to a secluded area. Another affidavit, David, says police believe the assailant physically prevented Riley, quote, with the intent to cause physical harm, end quote, from making a 911 call while she was, while she was at the intramural field. The suspect in her killing, Jose Antonio Ibarra, 26, has since been charged with felony murder, false imprisonment, and kidnapping and concealing the death of another. Jail records show. Uh, investigators said there is no evidence Ibarra knew Riley. Now, here's where the, here's where the kicker comes in. It says uh, Ibarra's status as an undocumented Venezuelan immigrant is now being touted by several uh, and na several state and national GOP leaders to support their calls for tighter border security, though there is little evidence indicating a connection between immigration and crime. That is a lie. That is a lie, 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 lie from the pit of hell. And uh, by the way, this was a guy who was arrested. Uh, this was a guy who was arrested 
and released into the United States. So he entered into the United States and then was released by the Biden administration because he was, quote unquote, seeking seeking amnesty. Uh, this is beyond uh, this. This folks right here goes beyond the pale in terms of uh, what we have to be concerned about and why we should really be uh, why we should really be concerned about what's going on. Now, the Biden administration has come out and they've released a statement. And in their statement, they're saying, well, whoever's guilty of this should be held accountable. The problem is, is that it is their policy that is in part responsible because we don't know who a lot of these individuals are who are simply just walking across our southern border. They're encountering or they're going to or they're doing these interviews with uh, with uh, with immigration and then they're being released into the country. Now, if this were the only incident of an individual coming into the United States, having come across our southern border and engaged in uh, a violent activity or criminal activity, that would be one thing. But we know that is just not the truth. And as you saw, CNN said, there's absolutely no link. They're completely, utterly ignoring the crime spree that's taking place right now in, for example, places like New York where they literally have gangs of Venezuelan gang members on mopeds, robbing people, shooting people. This is not an isolated, it may, let me clarify, it may be an isolated incident, but we know where it stems from. We know that this individual came across the border illegally. And by the way, if he had been held, if he had been deported, I, 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 is it too much to say that this young lady would still be alive? Here it says the White House shared a statement regarding the uh, regarding the murder of the uh, Augusta student. It says here the White House on Monday shared a statement regarding the murder of Augusta University uh, student Lakin Riley uh, on the University of Georgia campus in Athens. We would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lakin Hope Riley and quote, end quote, what a White House spokesman told Fox News Digital, quote, people should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they are found to be guilty. Given this is an active case, we would have to refer you to state law enforcement and ICE. Uh, UGA, UGA police chief Jeffrey Clark on February 23rd announced the arrest of Jose Antonio Ibarra, a 26-year-old illegal immigrant from Venezuela who is accused of murdering Riley on UGA's campus while she was out for a Thursday morning jog. Clark said during Clark said during a Friday evening press conference that Riley died of blood force trauma. Now, what what gets me about this and this is what gets me about this is initially when they put this thing out, all they talked about they said, well, you know, the concern was about student athletes, uh, female student athletes on campus. You know, um I, 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 I find it uh, uh, beyond angering that uh, that people don't see or people refuse to see. And obviously the folks over at CNN refuse to see the tie between the fact that our southern border is wide open, that people are just walking across. And keep in mind, these are only the people that, when we talk about the over seven million people who have entered our country since Biden became president. We're only talking about the ones we know about. There are 
hundreds of thousands, if not, and I believe the more numbers, more like millions of people that we don't know, that we have absolutely no idea who they are and how they have entered our country. Uh, and, uh, you know, our borders are Kamala Harris has done absolutely nothing. Our president has done absolutely nothing. None of them have done anything to address this particular issue. And it is beyond frustrating. It is beyond uh, angering to me uh, that they feel like that they can get away with, uh, that they feel like they can get away with this. I hate to say it, but that's it. They feel like that they can get away with this because they know that, first of all, we don't take our border our border seriously. We don't take our immigration law seriously. Uh, clearly, we don't take the safety of our citizens seriously. Um, folks, if, if you are going to just let people come into your country and then you're going to reward them for doing so, why would they not think that they can just get away with doing whatever the heck it is they want once they get here? Explain that one to me. I don't know. I don't know why they would think that they I don't there is no real reason for me or anyone to believe that they don't think that they just have a right to do whatever it is they want when they get here. And that's sad. That is very sad. Now, the other part of this and this is also a thing that is very very frustrating is, well, you know, there are vigils that are going to be held, but do you think there are going to be any student protests? Do you think students are going to walk out of class? Uh, and protest President Biden and say, President Biden, you need to do something to secure our southern border so that so that our people can be safe. No, no, you will not see any such you will not see or experience any such protests. Uh, but what you will well, what you have seen are protests relating to uh, death of uh, next next benefit uh, Benedict. Now, next Benedict is a student. He is a, is a transgender student. Uh, let's see, where was this at? This was in Oklahoma, uh, that supposedly was bullied, right? That was bullied and wound up getting quote unquote beat up, had to go to the hospital and died a day later. Now, a lot of what's interesting is, is that a lot of the students or the students who are protesting because a day later, then a bunch of students walked out of class in protest or several days later, they walked out of class in protest over, over the death of this, over this, uh, over the death of Benedict. Uh, basically, you know, claiming this is, you know, because it was LG, because of anti-LGBTQ, yada, yada, yada. Now, mind you, uh, the things that they won't tell, or I mean, not things that they won't tell you, the things that are left out oftentimes in this story is, number one, uh, that this student actually assaulted the other, assaulted three other students. When I say assaulted, I mean threw water on three other students. Um, now, it's been a long time since I've been in high school admittedly, but I'm trying to remember what would happen to someone, uh, who, uh, if number one, they didn't either know me, weren't one of my friends, didn't like me if they just threw water on me now, um, or not on me, if they threw water on individuals, on other people, right? In particular, people who were supposedly bullying them. And I'm trying to imagine what would have been the outcome and the outcome would have been uh, those individuals probably would have gone after that person and there would have been a physical altercation. And turns out there was a physical altercation. Now, the way it was made out made it sound like this particular individual had all sorts of like, they were knocked into a coma, that they were physically unable, I mean, that they were just really, really uh, physically harmed by this particular thing. But 
they wound up releasing body cam footage, right? Now, I'm, I'm not going to do any sound. I don't have any sound on the particular video, but uh, this is video. That right there is next. Uh, and uh, as you can see, next does not really appear to be in a lot of physical pain. There don't appear to be a lot of bumps or bruises. There don't appear to be a lot of contusions. Doesn't appear to be a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Evidence that uh, that Nex had been severely harmed. I'm not saying that Nex wasn't. I'm saying that this video definitely uh, appears to show somebody who is, uh, well, doing all right. I could be wrong. Uh, but the authorities did say that next did not die from the altercation. So was it some sort of a medical overdose or was it a, was it a suicide? We don't know exactly what the cause of death was and that will eventually come out. But what I think what gets me here though, is, is, is how the media has taken this event and, and expanded or, have they've taken it and they've played on it in such a way that they're making it out like, and then by the way, they're directly tying this particular incident to uh, laws recently passed and laws recently proposed dealing with and addressing the trans uh, transgender, uh, what they refer to as affirming care. I refer to it as a, a sexual trait modification uh, because that's really what it is. Because supposedly... According to them, gender is not supposed to matter. Uh, in other words, your gender is not determined by your by your biology, according to them. So if gender is not done, not changed according to your biology, then I don't understand what the gender affirming care is. Uh, it, you're trying to say I'm trying to make my outside look like my inside is what they say. So in other words, what you're doing is you're trying to modify the sexual traits of an individual. Uh, is what you're really trying to do. Because even if you modify the sexual traits, meaning you uh, remove the breasts, you uh, use hormone blockers to keep them from from get from going through puberty, whether you uh, uh, remove the penis, uh, that doesn't change. Supposedly, the gender they are is the gender they are. So it doesn't change their gender. All it does, and it doesn't change their sex because there's XY chromosomes and XX chromosomes. And just because you alter the trait modifications doesn't mean that you change the, the that you change what that person is. It does. They still only have XX or they have XY. Uh, so it's it's that modification. In any case, all that having been said, um, you know, we now we. There's a lot that we don't know, but what I, what frustrates me is that we have a media that is hiding, uh, that is really trying to push a narrative. And in this particular case, they want to make it out as if, uh, you know, all these laws are against uh, adults who are making this decision. But really what it is, is most of the laws that have been proposed are about protecting children, minors, uh, some of them as young as, as 10, 11 years old, who are receiving hormone treatments, uh, who are receiving, uh, who are, or who are experiencing, uh, uh, elective surgery, having their, having their body physically changed, whether chemically or surgically, uh, to change the appearance of what their gender is or what their sex is. 
Um, now these are children, mind you. These are children. We don't allow them to get tattoos without their parents' permission. Uh, in California, we don't even allow them to go to the tanning salon even with their parents' permission. But we allow them to take chemicals that could potentially castrate them, that could cause osteoporosis, that have all sorts of side effects uh, that, that could, ster- once again, could sterilize them. Uh, we allow them to undergo surgeries uh, that would remove body parts, healthy body parts uh, of a child, of someone who may or may not be in a position where they know what they want yet. That's what people are trying to protect. They're trying to protect children. And yet still the media doesn't talk about it. And when they talk about anti-LGBT, and by the way, most of this stuff, most of the stuff we're talking about has nothing to do with, it has has nothing to do with the L's, the G's, or the B's, or the Q's. It just has to do with the T's, as as Dave Chappelle said. Uh, And uh, these laws have nothing to do with, 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 with the others of them, right? These are simply people, and by the way, in in fact, one could say it's protecting them. Because if you happen to be lesbian or gay or bisexual or queer, uh, but maybe maybe you happen to be effeminate, maybe the, the young person happens to be a little more effeminate, right? Instead of telling them that they are actually a girl and should lop off body parts and take uh, hormones that are going to uh, perhaps sterilize them, uh, or, or having their, or, or instead of a, maybe it's a, a, a biological female who's now being told that you're really a boy because you happen to be kind of butcher masculine. Uh, we're now going to, uh, we're now going to have you go use hormones that are going to, uh, that could, once again, could potentially sterilize you. We're going to now remove healthy breast tissue from a child. Once again, I'm going to continue to say this. We're talking about children. And in some cases, they want to do this against their parents' will. In fact, there was one bill in California where it would have been deemed child abuse if you didn't allow your child to go through this. That's a real bill. I know some of y'all out there are like, no, it's not. Yes, it was a real bill. It was something that was actually proposed here in the state of California. It was just, it was all bad, folks. There's no other way that I can put it other than it was all bad. But anyway, we're talking about protecting children. And, uh... The media is is putting a lot of this stuff out there, a lot of this fear mongering out there, and if if this it does in fact turn out to be an instance where an individual is uh, is dealing with suicide or or has uh, uh, causing people to to lean towards or consider suicide, I put a lot of that on I put a lot of that on the mainstream media and on academia and on Democrats who quite frankly are lying about the whole situation. In any case. Uh, you had students who actually walked out of walked out of class, uh, and this is being promoted all across the country. Walked out of class in solidarity with Next. Um, I I use in my campaign the term common sense versus common nonsense, and and what I mean by common nonsense is this: is that there are narratives, uh, and there are and I can't I cannot call them facts because they are not facts. There are statements. There are narratives that are being promoted in academia, in mainstream media, in leftism in general uh, that simply are not true, but they are being paraded around as though they were facts. And they don't know. And a whole bunch of people are doing it. And so it's not common sense. It's common nonsense. 
because it's just not true because decisions that people are making are not based on actual facts and information. And in this particular case, this was a student who once again, let's be, let, let's go back here real quick. According to the LGBTQ advocates, these are all also always, oh, by the way, young people who are, have a predisposition or a higher chance of, of succumbing to suicidal ideology. So we don't know if it was a suicide, but before you lose your mind and start blaming other people, how about you stop to think that maybe, just maybe, this could have been a suicide. I'm not saying it was. Don't please, do not get out there and say, Craig Deleuze said it was a suicide. I'm saying, how about we figure out what it was? The other thing was, was that keep in mind, this was a student who attacked other students by their own, by his own, her own words, by her own words, she attacked other students. Now, once again, I'm not saying that, 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 that getting beat up is, is, is the right way to being person up is the right way to do it. I'm not saying that it should have happened. I'm saying that, uh, if you threw water on three people who you yourself said were bullies, I'm, I'm going to say you probably could have expected it to happen. I'm not saying it should have. I'm not saying the students shouldn't be shouldn't be held accountable because they most definitely should for for whatever their role was in doing it and, and, and what happened. But keep in mind, once again, it shouldn't have happened. But could you have expected it to happen? Was it unreasonable to to believe that something like that was going to be the consequence? It was going to be the result of what happened here. I think it's pretty obvious what would what would have happened. Tell you what I'm going to do here, real folks, real quick, folks. I got a bad connection. I'm going to disconnect and reconnect, and let's see if I can get a better connection here coming up. And now I've reconnected, and we'll see if I wind up with a better connection. Does not appear to be. Yeah, it's. Oh, there we go. Now we got the green status. Okay, we appear to have a better status now. So, apologize to all y'all. Uh, However you are watching, if you're watching us live, well, I guess if you were watching us live, you're probably not watching us live on that channel anymore. Uh, well, hopefully you'll go back and you'll be able to plug right back in and you'll be able to find us there live. Let's see here. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, well, the program is a running anyway. Anyway, all that, once again, having been said, uh, I just think we ought to be focusing on facts. Right. I really do believe that that is something that is vital that we're focusing on. What are the facts on the ground in these particular situations? And I think in this particular case, we're talking about a student who uh, we're talking about a student who I believe I, once again, I think we should wait till all the information comes in because I don't believe that suicide uh, should be taken off the table, that the, 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 uh, the chance that uh, this particular individual may or may not have wound up, may have died from suicide. Uh, it, it is a realistic, it, it's a realistic potential problem or, or outcome. That, that could easily be a potential, real, realistic potential outcome. Not saying, just saying. Anyway, let's move on to our next story. Okay, the trial for the, uh, for the NRA is done and the verdict is in. And something that was very, very interesting that the jury came out and said, which by the way, I thought should have always been the case. And I think this, I think a lot of people, whether you are pro-gun or anti-gun, whether you're a supporter of the NRA or dislike the NRA, I think that you're going to agree with, uh, with, uh, with this statement. 
Uh, and, and it kind of goes with the whole theme of the buck stops here. It says, jury says NRA ex-chief LaPierre liable for mismanagement or mismanaging gun rights group. I'm like, that should end with a period D-U-H exclamation point. Duh. Let me read it to you. It says, uh, former longtime National Rifle Association chief Wayne LaPierre mismanaged the gun right the gun rights group and cost it millions of dollars through wasteful spending uh to support to support a lavish lifestyle a jury found on friday con condemning what he or, or recommending that he repay 4.3 million dollars in a civil corruption case brought by the by new york attorney general letitia james the six-person jury in Manhattan also recommended that former NRA treasurer and financial officer Wilson Phillips repay the group $2 million for his own mismanagement. Uh, another, another defendant, NRA, NRA current secretary and general counsel John Frazier, did not harm the group financially, the jury found. In a 2020 lawsuit, James... Uh, accused the NRA of letting top executives divert millions of dollars for luxuries, uh, turning the group into Wayne's world as LaPierre uh, enjoyed private jets, expensive trips, and Beverly Hills shopping spree. Now, I, I get what you're saying. Most people would say, you know, this is a private organization, and, and while she's quote-unquote supposedly, you know, I, why is she... Why is she why is she doing this sort of a criminal prosecution against this group? And my 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 point would be that uh, there's a different status when you take on the idea of being a nonprofit organization or a 501c3 or a 501c4. Uh, you have a greater degree of accountability because you are not taxed on the revenue that you take in. Uh, so you have a greater responsibility because you're supposed to be doing a public good. And what they found in this particular case is. Um, yeah, they, not all of that money was being used to promote a public good. Um, and by the way, this was all stuff that I think a lot of people, a lot of concerns that people had about the NRA, and there's a lot of other issues relating to the NRA. And I really believe the, the, the living, living in luxury status, the living in luxury status and all of that was a symptom of a greater problem. And that was that the, 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 National Rifle Association uh, leadership had lost their way in terms of what the, the focus of their organization was truly to be. And I don't think most people would disagree with me on that. I think most people, even supporters of the organization, would tend to agree that uh, that there was a problem with that when it came to the NRA. Um, at least folks that I know who are active within the within the NRA. Uh, and believe that uh, that they've done a, a, a decent amount of job and they're still, quite, quite frankly, though, working to get beyond uh, beyond a lot of that, uh, to make sure that the group is an effective group advocating on behalf of the Second Amendment. And we need them to be because there are very, very few organizations that are large enough to take on the behemoths that is the Democratic Party because the Republican Party, you know, at times they are strong and at times they are weak when it comes to these issues. I hate to say it, but it's true. They are. Um, you know, it's important that we defend the Second Amendment, because uh, as I did in a recent, in a recent commentary, the Second Amendment is the uh, it, it's the right that defends all others, and it's important that we protect that because 
uh, it, yeah, it's great to be able to speak, but it's the Second Amendment that, that makes sure that uh, it guarantees that right to speak. Because if you don't get that, that right to speak, uh, well, then it's time to perhaps... Uh, if you don't get a, if they don't allow you to exercise the First Amendment, it may become time to start exercising that Second Amendment. Uh, that's just the truth. That's just I hate to say it, but the Second Amendment wasn't just about protecting us, about personal protection. It was also about protecting us from a tyrannical government. And uh, anyway, that's just my thing. So, you know, I really I have I have friends who serve on the NRA board of directors. Uh, I will tell you. It is a, from what they have told me, it is a tremendous challenge uh, to get the organization back on track, to keep it focused. Uh, but in their eyes, it is a wor it is a, a worthy uh, endeavor. And so I wish them all the luck in the world. I am praying for them. I'm praying for the NRA. Uh, I want the NRA to be successful because I, I you know, while I, I love, I love the Firearms Policy Coalition, uh, I love, uh, I love, uh, GOA, uh, Gun Owners of America, I love the Second Amendment Foundation, all groups that are doing phenomenal work, phenomenal work in defending our rights at the national level. And then you've got groups that are doing great work at the state level, like the California Rifle and Pistol Association and Gun Owners of California and, and a number of other groups across the country. Those are just the ones that represent me and my state. Um, they're doing phenomenal work. Uh, but nobody has been able to have the the behemoth power uh, to take on uh, the swamp the way the NRA uh, has been able to in the past and I'm hoping we'll be able to again in the future. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping they get it together. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, I'll tell you, though, if, uh, if, my, if, if uh, my friends, uh, 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 Ms., Mrs. Schofield, uh, and uh, Mr. Ector are any indication, uh, I think the NRA Board of Directors is headed in the right direction. Not saying, just saying. All right, next we have a university professor who, uh, well, for some reason has said that the, the, the Super Bowl win by the Kansas City Chiefs was, an, was evidence of white supremacy? I'm I'm not I'm not getting this. I really I am sincerely not getting this, but uh, I'm sure that our friends over at Breitbart will explain it to us. Says here, professor says Chiefs Super Bowl win is white supremacy, and it's slightly racist to be a Taylor Swift fan. An unhinged professor of Pan African Studies at Cal State University Los Angeles. Well, that's all you had to say. Cal State University Los Angeles. Uh, has proclaimed the Kansas City Chief Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win as an example of white supremacy, and that being a Taylor Swift fan Swift fan is slightly racist. An ex post by Professor Melina Abdullah, whose real name is Melina Rachel Rayman, has gone viral in which she turned the Chiefs' Super Bowl 58 win into a racist conspiracy theory, the New York Post reported. After the championship game uh, ended in Las Vegas, the professor jumped on her ex-account. Why do I feel like this is some right-wing white supremacist conspiracy? Boo! The win is apparently white supremacy, even though the winning quarterback was biracial. Hmm. And, by the way, Neil, Neil for Black Lives Matter, but that's okay. Uh, the crank professor 
uh, leaves no doubt about how she how she thinks of herself in her ex bio says she's a professor of Pan-African studies at Cal State LA hashtag comma hashtag Black Lives Matter organizer Pan-Africanist hip hop scholar daughter of God womanist truth teller mama. This Pan-African was actually born in Oakland, California. There's another one. Uh, not, not anywhere, not anywhere in Africa. Perhaps, unsurprisingly, her father, John Raymond, is a self-proclaimed Trotskyist. Well, there you go, Trotskyist communist and a union thug. Even, even her grandmother was a member of the Communist Party in Germany. And yes, uh, yes, that means her father is white wow okay there is just so much here to unpack so in other words uh she's biracial herself uh and the fact that a black quarterback or a biracial and i'm sorry i black you could say you're white black white biracial whatever the point is uh they got the same makeup pretty much uh you know, if you believe what the the story says, uh, and that and yet one's success is an evidence of white supremacy, and the other is not. Here's the other interesting thing. So on one team you had now. I know y'all are going to get mad at me because I'm about to do this. In one case, you had the best quarterback in the NFL, who happened to be black, Patrick Mahomes. Biracial black, whatever you want to call. On the other team, you had the best running back in the NFL, who happened to be white. If anything, this was how do I want to put this? This fought against this Super Bowl went against traditional racial stereotypes as much as any Super Bowl possibly could. I thought it was a good thing. Now, I will say this. I just I'm, I am not a Niners fan, by the way, just so y'all know. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it pains me to say this. But the NFL MVP should have went to Christian McCaffrey. Just saying. The most the most consistently dominant player in the NFL during the season. I challenge any of you, any of you to provide me facts, data and information to go against it. Because I, I, I actually looked into it because people kept talking about Brock Purdy being uh, all this and should have been the MVP. No, no, no. He had great players around him. All season, they had a total of, of all catchable balls, total, nine. Grand total from everybody around him. Nine were dropped. Trust me. He had great players around him. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm not saying he isn't good. I'm saying that uh, other players who were really, really good, who had... The same completion percentages are better. Uh, their play, their their receivers didn't didn't drop. By the way, guess who had the guess what team had the most drop balls? Guess, guess, guess. Can anyone? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller. Huh. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> so you had the best quarterback in the NFL had his team drop the most balls all during the season. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. They were second worst when it came to dropping balls. But that's for all of y'all Dak haters out there. But anyway, all that having been said. I mean, if anything, this Super Bowl was like, I mean, it, it shows you, look, we are we heading towards a post-racial society? Are we, are we moving towards equity where you have the best quarterback who traditionally, you know, there were people who did not believe that black people could be quarterbacks. 
now the best quarterback in the NFL, clearly, a, t- a quarterback that can take a team on his shoulders, you know, the guys who drop the most balls in the NFL, can take them on his shoulders and lead them to a Super Bowl championship? Or the best running back in the NFL? I mean, there has not been a running back more as dominant in the NFL uh, who is white. Let me see. Let me think back. The most dom- John Riggins. John Riggins was the last dominant run, white running back in the NFL, right? And that was quite a long time ago. But this dude, Christian McCaffrey, talented, Stanford graduate. I mean, he literally carried his team. He was catching the ball, running the ball, was, was clearly the best running back in the NFL this year. I mean, come on, come on. You you cannot tell me that you cannot tell me that that is a, a, a sign. Hey, you know, maybe we are heading towards post-racial society. I don't know. But all I'll say, all once again, all I'll say is this, is uh, for this professor, and I, I would love to hear her thinking about why she thinks this is white supremacy. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's just idiocy. But, you know, hey, that's. That's just me. All right, folks. Well, hey, it is about that time, and we're now time. We're now time for our parting shots. Parting shots are brought to you by Hog Holsters. Just go to hogholsters.com. Use discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today. All right, we're gonna get now into our first star, our first one here. Now, this one, this is actually for us. You no, know I'm gonna run this one with our story tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to run that one with our story tomorrow. This first one I wanted to share with you, and I don't know if any of you out there are Dr. Phil fans. I'm, I don't know. I've never really spent a lot of time watching the daytime show, so I don't watch a lot of Dr. Phil. But this is an example where Dr. Phil is on The View, and uh, he starts off talking about mental health of children, but he drops a bomb on the folks here on The View. Uh, and uh, needless to say, uh, he puts them in their place uh, as, he, as he does so social media. So you say you're not the only voice in your kids' ears, so you have to be the best voice. Mm -hmm. Explain that. Well, think about it. In like 08, 09, smartphones came on and and kids started, they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives. Mm. And so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression, anxiety, loneliness, and suicidality since records have ever been kept. And it's just continued on and on and on. And then COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent so there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going there was, on they were trying to save they were trying lives, to save so kids well. lives remember we know a lot of folks who died during this so it wasn't people weren't laying uh, around bond, but well you know what we're lucky maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could get, be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered 
and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. That is not an opinion. That is a fact. Because once again, in, in the number of people of school age children who died from COVID. Now these are, are once again, had comorbidities, but who died from COVID. It is a very, 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 very small number. I'm not saying none, but it is a very small number. More kids died. More kids were susceptible to suicide. More of them dealt with what, like what he was talking about, mental health issues. More of them suffered from suffered from abuse uh, as a result of once again. And when he said he's saying he's being nice, he said mismanagement. Let's be honest. There was one party that shut everything down and shut everything down for two years. There was one party, and it wasn't Republicans. I'm just going to lay it out there for you. It wasn't the Republicans who did it. We, right now, we're still looking at learning loss. That is, I mean, we're saying learning loss is going to be like a couple of years is the consequences that people are going to have to deal with with the learning loss that they've been dealing with from COVID. So uh, once again, that caught them by total surprise. They weren't ready for it, uh, but he dropped that bomb on them, and I'm, I'm so glad that he did. All right. Uh, next we have up, uh, oh, here's another one. This one is coming to us from our good friends uh, over at the Babylon Bee. It says, facing lower approval, Biden promises to start pretending to care about the border. Uh, because clearly he doesn't care about the border because, well, he keeps allowing people to come into our country. He keeps encouraging them. He, well, his party keeps encouraging them because they keep providing incentives and benefits for people who come here illegally. Let me just be real with you, okay? Let, let's just let's just break it down real quick. If if you are telling someone, I'm going to give you free health care, I'm going to give you a place to live, I'm going to give you a free phone, I'm going to give you money, I'm going to take you wherever you want, you are telling people to come here. You're telling them you're going to provide them all of these incentives, all of these benefits, if they come, then they're going to come. And I get it, you're just trying to help them out. But you're providing incentives for them to come here illegally. Not saying, just saying. All right. And this one uh, also related to the border. Biden brags he could let migrants shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and not lose any votes. Folks, here's my question for you. Uh, he has let migrants rape. He's let them kill. He's let them shoot people. He's let them rob people uh, without closing our southern border. Uh is it going to cost him any votes? I don't know, but I sincerely hope it does. Uh, he has been a nightmare. He has been a dumpster fire of a president, and it is definitely time for him to go. Not saying, just saying. All right, folks, well, that's about time for us to wrap up. But before we go, let's give one more quick shout-out to our sponsors. We've got Hitman Industries. You'll find them at hitmanindustries.net. Rifle and pistol caliber barrels available for you today. You got the California Republican Assembly. If you want to be a part of California's future today, join CRA. And then you've got Hog Holsters. You'll find them at hogholsters.com. Use the discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today on a discount. And then you've got uh, you've got uscombatgear.com. Uh, yeah, they, they got all things tactical, all things tactical, but the gun. And with that, we're going to call it a day. We will be back tomorrow on Taco Tuesday. So uh, if I don't talk to you between now and then, y'all be safe. Y'all have a good time, and we will see you on the flip side. Talk to you later.